Hey, everybody. What's up, world? <laughs> so it's so funny because last week we didn't even say our names, babe. Like I know. we didn't even we were so excited we didn't even say our names but I'm Ashley. They know who you are. I'm Mustafa. <laughs> well, listen, just for the people who don't know. Um <clears throat> but this is episode 2. Yeah. And so we are extremely excited to be here again and um we want to thank you all everybody for Yeah, everybody that commented. Yeah, commented, listened, reblogged, yeah, reposted. Yes, yes, yes. We are we want to thank you guys so much um for helping to make our dream a reality. And so it is, you know, super important that we <clears throat> speak about things that you guys care to hear and, you know, care to join in the topics with us. Yeah, and I felt like um, everybody that downloaded SoundCloud and made an account to listen to us, I appreciate y'all for that. Word, word, word. That's like super yeah, important. Because even when we was uploaded, we was like, damn, like, it was a hassle to even upload it. So right. When when we seen like all our friends and people, um, you know, getting the SoundCloud, they listen to our podcast. You know, we was very appreciative of that. Yes, extremely. And thank you guys so much for all the feedback. It was like amazing. Um, all the, you know, critiques and things that you guys, you know, you liked the first episode and excited to hear more. And we're definitely excited to bring you more content and just share more of our thoughts and ideas and you know. Just our content of, you know, things that we, because this podcast is very heavily based on things that we talk about, like, at home, in the bed, on our own, yeah, personal anywhere, time. Yeah. Right. So, just to bring it into, just kind of, I guess, bring you guys in to the things that we share and our thoughts on certain things is, like, I think super dope. And to, you know, please just keep continuing to give DM feedback and, you know, just talk to us under our posts on Instagram and things like that. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. But, babe, how was your week? Uh, my week was good. Um, a little bit stressed once I found out what today's topic was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 well. Um, I think uh, my week was cool. Um, let's see. Rather busy, but it was cool. I went to this really dope panel um, through my friend Ms. G's job. Um, this company called uh, Mike, they had this... Um, a uh, panel speaking about just um, the prejudices that um, black, queer, and transgender people face on like a daily basis that are heavy in the music industry. And so it was really dope to um, hear people's feedback on, you know, their thoughts. And they had like this a cool, you know, panel of people um, given their experiences, you know, obviously speaking about Trump and just what, what it means for our country for the next four years. So... That was um, that was pretty cool. And then our youngest sons, the twins, they started school, so that was like very exciting for me. Of course, it didn't. Everything can't go as smooth <laughs> as you would yeah. like because Jetson got a little bit sick, so he wasn't able to go one day. But for the most part, um, I was I'm like extremely excited for them to be going to school now. Yeah, I know that was like a, a big thing. Um, you've been waiting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Been I've been waiting. a stay at home mom with them for. Two years and three months, so I think I did my due justice. Yeah, you did your due diligence. You definitely held it down. Yeah. Um, but as Mustafa stated, 
he was a little bit nervous. Um, so bear with him about today's topic because today we are going to be talking about dun, dun, dun. exes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. a very sticky topic because, you know, you don't want to put other people's business out there, so to speak. Um, but, you know, it definitely shaped um, who him and I are in this relationship and shaped who we are as people, mm. um, you know, as every relationship that um, sure. comes, you know, along and comes and goes in your life. Um, you know, we asked you guys for um, topics and things that you thought that we should talk about. Um, and Kay Queen, um, one of my followers on Instagram, she wrote a post and she said, you know, it was a few different things about our past relationships that she wanted to talk about. Yeah. Partially because she's probably nosy, <laughs> like everybody is, which I feel her. I feel her. Um, you know, that's just what comes with the territory. Um, but also because she, you know, she sees that Mustafa and I work together so well. So she just was wondering, you know, I guess what happened yeah, like in our prior, yeah, in our relationships, prior relationships as to why, like you know, I guess, you know, obviously it didn't work because we're yeah. here together. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, and so that's I think what we're gonna that, be talking about. I think that it's like it's real important too that we touch on that topic because mm-hmm. you know it is like you said it did shape us for this relationship, mm-hmm. and um it, and it's it's important to just talk about how we got here. You know we talked about you know the wedding last week, so yeah, so we know we can um. We can definitely give like a little backstory, you mm-hmm. know, a little past tense. <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh-huh. Um, so I think it first and foremost, it's kind of important to, I guess, set the tone. Um, so a question that I want to pose, I guess, and I can answer it first. Um, you know, when do you know that it's time to move on from any relationship, whether it be a friendship or, you know, a um, a you know, um, a romantic relationship. When is it time to move on? And I think for me, because I was only in one other like real, rela- you know, relationship that, you know, I was with the person for years. Um, I think for me, what how, what let me know that it was time to move on when it was kind of, I realized some, I was realizing a lot about myself. And I think the biggest thing was that I didn't love me. Like I, I didn't love Ashley. I didn't, you know, I didn't do a lot of self care. And because of that, um, I allowed things to happen to me and I allowed to be treated a certain way that I knew was like not beneficial to helping me grow and to help me be, you know, the best person that I can be. So once I noticed that, um, you know, it was becoming very toxic in the space I was in. I didn't like the person that I was in the relationship. I was like, yeah, you know, I need to just kind of, you know, exit this and, you know, do what I need to do for me. And, you know, my daughter at the time, she was about maybe four years old, I want to say. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's kind of cloudy, but she, I mean, it was very much on and off after two mostly off but i want to say like i it was like officially done around the, the time that she was four or five ish i don't know you know i don't know i'm lying probably i don't know but <laughs> it, it was i it was very cloudy it was very like dark time for me mm-hmm. um but i think so I did, everything is like a mesh yeah, yeah. like kind of like all meshed together because it was a, a lot of fighting a lot of arguing a lot of you know, and then I still was very close with his family. So that also plays a part in like the cloudedness of it because I would still be over there all the time, even though him and I were no longer um, together. But, yeah, I would say, I, you know, I once I knew that the relationship wasn't serving me and wasn't, you know, helping to lift me up and I was just kind of not my best self. That was kind of time when I needed to 
you know, take a back seat. What about you? Um, so you just basically, you were saying, like, that's when you knew it was time to go. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I could agree on that, too. I think um, the only challenge that I would say was if you felt like it was about you, then how do you know, like, you wasn't or, like, you wasn't in a good space? Did you not stay to be like, okay, well, being that it's on me, how do I adjust in the relationship? You get what I'm saying? No, explain. All right, you said you said that you knew it was like time to go because you wasn't happy with yourself and, uh-huh. and stuff like that. So what I was saying was, if you wasn't happy with yourself, how uh-huh. do you know like it wasn't time to like stay and just fix yourself? How did you know it's like no, I have to remove myself from this situation, even though like you felt like you had some growing to do. Um. Like, did you, like, why did you feel you had to grow outside the relationship versus grow inside the relationship? It, and because I ask it, because it's going to lead into me as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was too toxic. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, it was no way for me to grow and be a good person arguing and being cheated on and, uh-huh. you know, feeling like I got to run, you know, chase him and, like, beg him yeah. to not do certain things. It just, it became, it was, like, too much. You know, like, he was very much... Um, into him mm-hmm. and what he wanted to do and what served him and not kind of like caring about the relationship. Yeah. And if I'm being completely honest, I don't really think, I think I cared for him way more than he ever like cared for me. Uh-huh. So that's also not good yeah. because, you know, then it becomes very one-sided. Uh-huh. <clears throat> okay. All right. So for me, I think like if you're going to go like the staying and trying to work it out versus knowing it's time to go. I think it is like all those things combined. Like, okay, if I stay, I'm trying, I'm working my hardest, you know, to make the relationship stay and it's, or make the relationship work and it's just not, then okay, what is, what is left really for you to do? It's like, if you exhaust all other options, the only thing you can do is just remove yourself from the situation. A lot of times people say, well, you know, you don't know what the person was going to do, or, you know, you only thinking about what the person did in the past. And I agree, but it has to be some sort of change. You know, you have to see some type of improvement, even if it's like a little, a little minute improvement, something that you could cling on to for hope. But then mm-hmm. sometimes even doing that, it's like, okay, somebody will be feeding you like a carrot. Like, okay, look, I did a little bit of change here. Then six months of nothing. Then like, oh, okay. I'm, you start arguing again or talking about it again. It's like, oh, okay. A little carrot again to, to, to string you along. And it's been, then you realize like it's been five years mm-hmm. and nothing is, you know, nothing, that we're still going through the same issues, the same problems. Mm-hmm. I think you know when it's time to leave or if you should stay based off of who you are when you get in and the information that you that you gain. And what I mean by that is if you have your standards, if you have your morals, if you have um, like your, your, your character mm-hmm. already set, you know who you are when you get into the relationship, mm-hmm. then it's very easy to say, okay, I'm not for this. Mm-hmm. I'm not for that. Um, in my relationship, I felt like I didn't have those. In my last relationship, mm-hmm. you know, I felt like I didn't have those set. So I pretty much was good with whatever as long as I was with the person who I was with. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, if, you know, basically like we were saying before, like if it's if good if it goes, like, okay, whatever you're with, I'm with, fine, let's just go. Mm-hmm. But then once I started um, maturing and realizing what I wanted and realizing what I didn't want, mm-hmm. um, that's when it like started to shift for me, and it's like okay, um, especially when I had my first son, mm-hmm. um, it was like drastic. I was 
that was like a big event in my life. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to be a father. Um, I always wanted to, you know, to be a dad. Mm-hmm. So when he, when my son came, it was like a shock to me. It was like the, the happiest moment, one of the happiest times of my life. And also like one of the scariest because like, oh, I can't fuck this up. Mm-hmm. You know you're responsible I mean? for somebody, right? Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. I can't, I can't fuck this up. Because I know, like, childhood experiences are one of the, like, most, could be, like, one of the most damaging experiences if it's messed up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when two people are together, when it's just them and finances aren't the way that they're supposed to be, you could pretty much, like, okay, you know, it's just us two. We're two adults. We'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. You know, or or we can go without, Mm -hmm. you know, um, which is, like, not okay, but it's, like, it's not deadly, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But then when you got a kid, it's like, we can't fuck up on mm-hmm. finances. We can't right. fuck up. We can't be screaming at each other in front of our son. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't be doing those type of things because even at six months, <laughs> they're going to remember that. You oh, know? for sure. Like, for sure. not maybe not remember it, but it's going to have an effect on them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but it's hard to try to change all the the pattern that you're used to when it's just two adults. You mm-hmm. know, when you have a kid's like, okay, we're not going to just stop cold turkey doing this. It got to be some time to build up to that right. maturity, right? Right. Um, but all that time that you're taking to build up to it is time that your your children or your son is looking up and absorbing that type of energy. So you just want to make sure, like, if you feel like the energy is just negative, if you dread coming home from mm-hmm. work or you mm-hmm. always want to be out with your friends and mm-hmm. stuff like that, not to say that you shouldn't party or, or, you know, be with your friends when you're in a relationship, but if you feel like I need to be somewhere else mm-hmm. all the time, mm-hmm. then it's time, I think, to have a conversation with yourself and then have a conversation with your partner. Like, mm-hmm. something is going on. There's a disconnect here. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And also, the feedback you get from your partner during that time is very important. Mm-hmm. If that, if, uh, that's crucial yeah, to me, almost. If, if your partner's like, well, if you did such and such and such, mm-hmm. or if you would do such and such and such, then we could, we would be better. Right. You know, if, if the person is not listening to what you're trying to say mm-hmm. or is being argumentative about it, and, mm-hmm. you know, you can almost understand it because everybody's going to be defensive if, you know, they felt like they're getting attacked. Attacked, right. So it, it's also in the delivery of how you deliver, you know, how you voice your opinion on the situations. Mm-hmm. But if the person is not willing to take accountability or trying to throw the blame back on you instead of just listening and saying, okay, well, how can we solve this? Then it's like you continuing on a relationship is doing you a disservice and doing that person a disservice because what you're doing is enabling them to feel like, okay, well, this is okay what I'm doing. As Mm -hmm. long as I can figure out a way to put it back on him, then we can continue in a relationship Mm -hmm. in this way instead of saying, okay, what do I need to do? Mm -hmm. How can I do it? And also these are some things that I feel like you can work on, Mm -hmm. you know? Even though I hate when <laughs> I hate when you know she would do that when mm-hmm. I'm um, when I'm telling her something that I don't like, whether mm-hmm. it's something I knew like oh you didn't wash the dishes, mm-hmm. and, or and she'll be like well you didn't sweep the floor. <laughs> it's like okay, mm-hmm. you wait till I tell you about the dishes to tell me about the <laughs> sweeping the, the floor. The sweep the floor. You know, like if it's a if it's an issue to you, just express it when it's an issue to it issue to you, not mm-hmm. when I'm expressing an issue. Mm-hmm. You know, let's take care of what I'm talking about. You know, or let's take care of what you're talking about first when you bring it to me, and then I don't 
tell you about what I have to do until we take care of that issue. So it's not mm-hmm. like we just having a who's who, who's it's the like a worst, blame game. Yeah, mm-hmm. the worst person at the time battle. So you know, if if the person that you're with is showing you is is showing you that they're willing to take accountability for their actions, and they are showing you that they're actually having, they're actually moving forward in a better direction, mm-hmm. then I think you take that chance and stay. But if the person is not, you know, if the person is is not doing those things, then, you know, you have to do what you feel is right in your heart. Right. Yeah. Right. I um I can completely agree to that. Um, I want to go back to something that you said mm-hmm. and, um, you know, speak about, you know, me and my past relationship. Um, I got, I got in, I had a crush on my daughter's dad in the eighth grade. And so, um, I'll never forget one of my, my favorite teacher, actually not one of my favorite teacher, Ms. Glover. She let me hide in the closet one time, um, because he had like done something. And so she was going to allow him to like eat lunch in the class. And she let me hide in the closet while um, while he had lunch in the classroom with her, um, and she was gonna like bring me up, like you know, you know that Ashley, she's so smart and she X Y and Z, uh-huh. and so I mean, she just was the dopest, you know, to be for um for doing that, and um, but fast forward to me being in the I believe tenth uh, grade, um. One of um, my my best friend, Sharice, we spoke about her last week, too, but that's she's like my partner. So she'll be brought up like a lot of times um, throughout this um, the podcast. Um, her and her then boyfriend was like, oh, we're going to hook you up like you've liked him for all these years. So we're going to hook you up. Right. So um, they like basically like hook me up with him and I'm, you know, head over heels. Now, obviously, in the you know 10th 11th grade you you think you know you think you have life just all figured out but you don't really know anything right like you know nothing so I'm like you know we're in love and we're gonna have children and we're gonna get you know well you know I don't ever even think that I thought we were gonna get married I just was like you know we're just gonna be together and um I like very quickly saw that my I guess what I had like envisioned for us wasn't the same for him. And so I didn't like, like you said, I didn't go in having standards. I didn't go in having morals. I didn't really go in giving a shit about myself. What I cared about was I was this insecure, you know, girl who was teased almost all my life for having, you know, this eye, you know, that people would like speak about and him, you know, wanting to be with me was like, the biggest of all deals so I said okay you know this is who I'm gonna be with I liked him for a long time he you know was acting like he likes me so great let's be together right I didn't care about how he treated me I didn't care about how he talked to me I didn't pay attention to how he talked to the people around him like certain things that would be like triggers for me now to be like whoa you know something is maybe not right here I didn't pay attention to those things because I was so insecure and just wanted to be in a relationship, I wanted somebody to like me and to care for me and to love me. And so I bypassed all of the things that I almost knew were like the right things to just be in this relationship. And mm-hmm. I delved in head first, um, you know, and then fast forward to being in the 12th grade. Now I'm pregnant with our daughter and I'm just like, 
you know, I, I got to figure this shit out soon. And my dad, you know, he kind of, um, I was staying, you know, with my aunt in Jersey at the time. And I was so scared to tell her because, you know, then teen pregnancy wasn't like as big as it is now. It wasn't like 16 and pregnant. Now they have shows and all. it wasn't like a huge deal. So I was like still extremely nervous, you know, to tell um, my side of the family, but his side of the family was game. They like, you know, okay, she's going to have a baby. She's 18 years old. You know, she's old enough to make her own decisions. And I really wasn't like, uh-huh. I really was not old enough for my grandmother. She's the only person, you know, she was disappointed in me, but she said, listen, you made this bed. Now you're going to lay in it. So now at 18, you pregnant with this, you know, with a baby, guess what? You're going to take care of it. And you're going to do everything that you need to do to take care of it. Didn't mean she didn't plan on helping me, but it's like, listen, you have this baby, so now you got to work. You got to make sure that you do everything that you need to do to take care of your kid. So I was going to school, um, going to high school. I didn't have many um, many classes in the 12th grade. I got out of school like fairly early. And so then I would go to work at ShopRite. And, but I had gotten too sick to work because my, my morning sickness is like really, really bad. So I would be like throwing up at the register and all that. So I ended up having to quit my job. <clears throat> And, you know, just go to school. And I was so defensive and so angry that, like, second half of the school year because people, you know, I was like an alien. People would be looking at me with this belly. And I'm just like, you know, and... Um, her dad, he wasn't in school at the, he wasn't going to, to school at the time. So he just like, you know, well, you just got to deal with it mm. basically. And then fast forward to prom and I'm like, you know, okay, well, I want to go to prom. Yes, I'm pregnant. You know, yes, I know that it looks bad, but I at least want to do this like last big hurrah before my, you know, high school um, career ends. And he curved me like, yeah, no, like I'm not taking you to your prom and I my feelings was so hurt like I was so crushed and so hurt also then come to find out he had like this whole other girl he was messing with like while I was pregnant it just was like too much so I you know again I didn't have standards I didn't really care about myself to like allow these things you know to go on um partially grateful that I was as insecure as I was because I have my daughter but because if I wasn't if I had like standards and I said you know I'm not gonna let you you know treat me this way I'm not gonna let you talk to me this way I'm not gonna let you put your hands on me you know there would be no Rochelle so she was the blessing that came out of you know that um situation but Mm -hmm. I just really didn't care about me and I think that that's why I allowed so much to go on um, you know, in that prior relationship. And I think it goes, it also could go back further, like to look at, you know, your parents' relationships or things like that. Because mm-hmm. when you, like what you said, when you are dating somebody as a kid, it's completely different than dating somebody as an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, me and, you know, my previous partner, we were, we dated in junior high school as mm-hmm. well and then we dated again in college mm-hmm. you know but <laughs> you have expectations of a person as what they were when you were in junior high school mm-hmm. you know it's like oh you wasn't really any stress on a relationship in mm-hmm. junior high school you don't got to worry about bills you don't got to worry about dates really mm-hmm. <laughs> you know all you got to worry about is holding hands being a nice person inside the school and then, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you uh-huh. know uh-huh. you know it's not really it's not really too much going on like that you have to worry about. But as an adult, you know, it's it's a lot of things, especially if you're going to be living together or, you know, having children together, things of that nature. So that was something that I realized when you was talking. It's like, yeah, when you're a kid, you don't really, you don't really know 
like what you want from a person. You just want the person to treat you nice, and and that's pretty much it. Um, but as an adult, is other things that you know you will want the person to do. Yeah. And you don't get to say like, well, okay, let's try to let's you know. Uh, you, let me do a test run on you first or let's <laughs> <laughs> let me do a carfax mm-hmm. on you <laughs> mm-hmm. you know you going you have a an expectation i guess that's what it is like you have expectations of a person and a person have expectations of you and sometimes those don't match like your expectations mm-hmm. of what you think a person is and a person can be mm-hmm. and what the person is at the time can be too different so you could find yourself like being disappointed a mm-hmm. lot especially if you felt like the person has the potential to be you know on this level mm-hmm. you know but for them they they want their comfort they're comfortable with where they're at mm-hmm. you know and sometimes like I know for me I felt like that was a thing that I did I had a high expectations Mm-hmm. And like I disappointed myself a lot. J- now this is just me talking about my feelings. Like I disappointed myself a lot, thinking that that person would be on this level. Mm-hmm. But a person needs to be what they're gonna be. You right. Know? Right. You know, if, if you feel like this person can be level A, and you know you you pushing them to be level A, but they're ready, what they're comfortable with being, you know, on level B at mm-hmm. this point in time. Not saying that they won't be level A later on in life, but at the the point in time that you're with them, they're comfortable with being level B. Mm-hmm. You know, that's their life. They have to live it that way. And you can't push them and prod them because all that's doing is going to create a divide mm-hmm. between you and that person. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's something that I learned in a previous relationship. You know, you have to let people be who they are. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to you don't have to deal with it necessarily, but you can't you trying to push them to be something that they're not mm-hmm. is only going to push them further away. Mm-hmm. You know, so when you trying to when you're getting into a relationship you're dating uh you know you're dating around trying to figure out like you know who who's the guy that you like or the girl that you like keep that in the back of your mind like mm-hmm. um you know where does this person see themselves mm-hmm. you know where does this person see their life going you know and then figure out if you're willing to deal with that at the moment right you know you know, a lot of times they say women mature faster than men. Like mm-hmm. women, you know, they get it earlier. You know, they own apartment, their career, they're into a lot of those things. So, you know, when you into when you're looking for a partner, you have to see where they're at and where. Um, I guess you can gauge their potential, but see where their work ethic is to get to that potential. You mm-hmm. know, so that you don't disappoint yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the things I think about in in all my previous relationships is what did I do? Mm-hmm. You know what. What did I do wrong? What can I do better for mm-hmm. the next relationship? Mm-hmm. You know, so that it's not a waste. You know, it's not a waste. I get to learn more about myself mm-hmm. through interacting with other people and, you know, become a better person. So when you get in a relationship and you try and, you know, the person who you should work on the most is you. Is you, that's you right. Know? Uh-huh. You know, regardless of if the relationship works out or not, at least you gain something for yourself. And I think that's important. I think that's one of the things that I take away from all the relationships that I had. Mm -hmm. Just, okay, I need to do this or I need to do that. You know, what could I have done better? Mm -hmm. You know, um, where did this come from? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, where did where did this issue come from? Like, why do I have this issue with this person? Mm -hmm. You know, or why do I feel this way? And I think once you you answer those questions for yourself, then, you know, you'll be better for a partner. Mm -hmm. You know, um, yeah. Um, I could I could definitely um, agree to that. I think 
you know, it's very hard <laughs> for me to say what I've learned, what I learned from, um, like, um, like a, a toxic relationship such as that one. Mm-hmm. Um, partially, I'm almost grateful that it happened when, well, actually I know it would, it only could have happened with me being so young. Mm-hmm. Like I could have, I would, could never go through anything like that right now. Yeah. And so I think what I learned the most um, from that is to is knowing yourself is very important. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> to like how you said, you know, working on yourself and always growing um, yourself um, is literally the most important thing. Because if I, if I, like I said prior, if I would have loved myself, if I would have, you know, cared about, if I would have had standards, if I would have had, you know, certain things just would not have happened. Period. Uh-huh. And so go, moving forward, you know, the only thing that what I'd say that I would learn is that, you know, girl, you better learn to look in that mirror and love what you see, because as long as you don't, you know, you're going to keep getting what you get in, which yeah. is why I was, you know, um, very intentional about taking time after something, you know, traumatic like that. Mm. And um, and taking time for me. And, you know, going on dates, you know, every now and again and just learning to love and be okay with Ashley. I was very content with, you know, going to work, taking care of Rochelle and hanging out with my friends. I didn't need I wasn't like looking for a mate. There were certain times where I would get like lonely, but I never let me being lonely say, okay, well, let me go back to something that broke me or go, you know, or go just do anything just because I was like in that space. So learning to love yourself and learning to be okay with being alone is extremely um, important. I I, want, I would say for females and males, but in this instance, I want to say for females in general, because it seems to be that a lot of females take more crap from their partner than males do. Males are much more inclined to say, oh, you're not going to X, Y, and Z? Peace. I'm out. You know, they, they're not with the keep giving chances and keep trying and keep working out. And they're not wrong for that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but women are more so, uh, well, he had a baby on me. Okay, we can mm-hmm. make it work. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, he hit me, but it's okay because, you know, he just was mad and maybe I uh-huh. shouldn't have said what I said or, mm-hmm. you know, which is bullshit, by the way. You can say what the fuck you want to say. Don't let nobody put their hands on you just because they feel like they didn't like what you said. Uh-huh. Um, but. You know, it just females seem to be much more inclined to do that. So, you know, know, love yourself and know yourself enough to not put up with things that are, I don't want to say beneath you because, you know, everybody's human. We all do things that are wrong, but that just doesn't serve you and doesn't help you grow as a person. That don't make you feel good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. What do you think about the people like, well, like mostly the older people that say, well, back in my day, you know, we didn't just throw things away. We, we tried to fix it mm-hmm. you know we made sure that we fixed it it was no it was no divorce and no mm-hmm. breaking up you know we made this commitment to each other and we got to stay like that forever mm-hmm. what, do you, what do you think about those people um you know i think that if it works for them mm-hmm. then okay um i'll tell a quick story my grandmother um who raised me she was very much of mm-hmm. that mindset mm-hmm. she um my grandfather, God rest his soul, he cheated on my grandmother, mm-hmm. um, had a, got this woman pregnant, mm-hmm. and my grandmother moved the lady in mm-hmm. to their home, to my grandmother and grandfather's home, uh-huh. fed the lady, took care of her, nursed her like throughout her whole pregnancy, mm-hmm. and then when she, you know, went 
in the hospital, you know, went wherever to, to have the baby. My grandmother gave her enough money, I think, for like three months rent or something like that. Yeah. And, you know, said, okay, now you on your own, basically, you know, and you have to make sure that, you know, you and this, this kid is okay. And, of course, made my grandfather make sure that he, you know, did his part, you know, as the dad to take care, you know, of the woman's baby as well. But she didn't leave him. But my grandmother also shot him. <laughs> like, she was not with the shits. Like, you know, she she still, she stayed with him. But I just wouldn't, I couldn't be in a, I wouldn't want to be in a relationship that was so toxic. Because we, we have gotten, when I was in my prior relationship, we had gotten like a couple you know, threats about girls like saying they was pregnant while me and him were, you know, supposedly together or whatever have you. But mm. I, it just seems certain things, again, it just comes with if you are OK with you, I don't on have some sort of a standard. I don't know if you just put up with just anything just because you said I do to the person, you know. And again, that's to each his own. I'm not knocking anybody to doing it. I couldn't be like down with or part of nothing like that just because of my own like how I feel about myself now today but if that's what worked for them you know if they felt like you know it was worth you know the love that they had for that person was worth you know being there then hey could I actually do it though no uh, so I, I mean I guess it's like a to each his own kind of thing what do you think man I think them people need to get their heads checked. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> because, all right, um, okay, you with a person, right? It has to be more for just than saying that you with the person. Right. Like, that to me is corny, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, we could put a bow on and say to each his own, but to me it's corny. Mm-hmm. It's because... What you what you doing is affecting other people's lives, which mm-hmm. is which are your children and mm-hmm. your grandchildren and your great grandchildren and mm-hmm. you know your whole generation. If you were a person and you don't like that person, mm-hmm. what you showing your children mm-hmm. that it's okay to be with a person that you don't like and that disrespects it, you. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know how you know people say, oh, yo, me and my husband been together, or me and my wife been together for fifty years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you hated each other for forty nine of them. Mm-hmm. So good job on the 50 year anniversary. You have a nice party that you guys don't even want to be at. Be at, right. No, maybe I want to be there now because this last 50th year, y'all like each other. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. For this one year, it's like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we didn't see your children 30, like if y'all been married for 50 years or whatever, your children 30 years old, mm-hmm. and they didn't seen for 30 years that you guys didn't like each Hated other. Hated each know, other, right. And then what did you teach them? Exactly. Mm-hmm. What did you, that's the point I'm trying to make is what, what are you teaching them? You're teaching them to just settle and be like, okay, yeah, well, at least I'm I'm somebody's husband. At least mm-hmm. I'm somebody's wife. Yeah, but what does the title mean if the work is not being done? Being done, like, absolutely. Like, when the last time you gave your husband a hug? Mm-hmm. When the last time you gave your wife a kiss? When the last time your children seen you guys... Affectionate. Yeah, mm-hmm. laughing and joking with each other. Mm-hmm. Or they gonna, all they get to say is, yeah, well, my parents been together for 50 years. Mm-hmm. I think that that's corny. I think I don't, I don't really... I don't like it. And then, you know, you try to... You try to mask like everything is okay, but mm-hmm. your children—they children are very observant, mm-hmm. you know—and they like sponges, so they're they're looking. They notice. They're like, damn, when the last time my mother and my father gave each other a hug? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's something that's so trivial as that. It's, mm-hmm. it's like I don't remember ever seeing them say. I don't remember my father ever saying he loved my mother. You know, mm-hmm. they remember things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, so. That's why that's why I asked the question because I just wanted to see and just get you know the listeners' feedback too. What do mm-hmm. you guys think about that? Like mm-hmm. the title versus doing the work, right? 
you know, that and the then, title comes with. And then, you know? you know, what's funny is that you say that and I think about it because I said, you know, my grandmother was of that mindset. Mm-hmm. But then I think about my dad mm-hmm. and my uncle mm-hmm. and, you know, my other uncle that passed away, my uncle Irvin. I don't really have many memories of him, but mm-hmm. I know my dad and my uncle. Sorry, y'all. You know, mm-hmm. I love y'all to death, but they were like shitty partners. <laughs> like, you understand what I like? Yeah. They didn't. I, I don't. I've never seen one relationship where they were. I mean, my dad and my stepmom, you know, now that's the sweetest I've seen. Yeah. You know, my dad beat to my stepmom, you know, as of in like this last year since my grandmother has passed away. Okay. But prior to that, I don't like remember seeing my dad or my uncle, really, my uncle Russell, who's also passed away. I don't really remember ever seeing them like in a good space with a woman. You mm. know, it was always like some sort of friction. Now, does did that come from my my grandmother having that mindset and not seeing her and my grandfather be affectionate to each other and, you know, see him treat my mm. grandmother, the way that she should have been treated, maybe if she would have left, uh-huh. you understand what I'm saying? My grandfather, and they would have saw something more fulfilling like that at a younger age, maybe that could have helped them be better partners. So what you're saying is almost absolutely true, as opposed to you saying, okay, this relationship is not the relationship for me. Uh, you know, I'm not being nice to him. He's not being nice to me. You know, this is, this is not what we should be. Mm. And as opposed to saying, okay, we're not, to, we're no longer together. But now, we, you can be cordial mm. with him because you don't have to be with him. All you have to do is raise these children together, yeah. and then they can see that a healthier relationship between the two of you, as opposed to just because y'all lived under the same roof, bickering and arguing and being mm. nasty to each other all the time. So I definitely think that what you're saying that's actually like. Very good. Yeah, especially like for me, like I say it all the time, um, my my father raised me to be a single man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like he didn't raise me to be a husband. He didn't, you know, he he raised me to be independent. He mm-hmm. raised me to be on my own mm-hmm. to to know how to fend for myself, to not need a, a woman, mm-hmm. you know, for anything. Because he was a he was a single dad. Single dad, you know, right? He. He raised me and my and my brothers, you know, by himself, you know, for the majority of the for the majority of our life, I would say, mm-hmm. you know, of course, the childhood, had, yeah, for uh-huh. our childhood, we had help. He had help from my grandparents. He had help from my mom, but he was the one that like raised us. We lived with him, mm-hmm. so I guess that is, you know, maybe that is why I'm. People would say I'm a little bit different from everybody else. A lot of people, you know, they're raised by their mothers mm-hmm. or their grand parents you know mm-hmm. I, my father was very heavily in my life mm-hmm. so like my morals like the things that come from come from you know having a father and mm-hmm. having like a grandfather that was like strong his father mm-hmm. you know also raised me you know for a, a lot of my childhood mm-hmm. so with them raising me it's like i know certain things that that i would do because like i i know that i can cook okay mm-hmm. I know that I can wash clothes. I know that I could do all these things from seeing them. But what I didn't see from them was how to interact, you know, in a relationship with a woman mm-hmm. when it comes to compromising, when it comes to uh, saying okay, you know, or saying, you know, letting the argument defuse, mm-hmm. even though you know that you're right, you know, but for the sake of the relationship, letting this argument go if it's like something that's a small issue, you know. So I didn't learn that from them. So those are things that, you know, I learned on my own, just being in relationships and trying to be better every time, Mm -hmm. you know. So I think with that, 
and you know with that is what helps also help me to be the person that I am too mm-hmm. just being with my you know just seeing my dad by himself mm-hmm. and and him having to yeah, do it mm-hmm. yeah 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 that and then that also hurt me in a way of in my previous relationships not knowing how to communicate mm-hmm. <laughs> with my partner right you know so that was like the gift and the curse of that All right <clears throat> so now once you are now parted Mm-hmm. from your ex how how does the relationship that you two are in how does that affect the dynamic of how friendly you can be after the relationship ends you asking me yeah <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know it's 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 up to it's up to you and what you're what you feel mm-hmm. you know my one of my priorities is is my are my children mm-hmm. like that is like one of my biggest priorities in mm-hmm. life. But we'll we'll get to parenting, yeah. but I mean just strictly you two. Like mm-hmm. how how can how does you know everything that you went through in a relationship affect how friendly you can be to one another? Oh, um because there are people that feel like you cannot be friends with your ex. Some people feel like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe they feel like the person is just it depends on what you felt like the person was. If you if you felt the person was just a shitty person, a mm-hmm. horrible person, mm-hmm. and you know you you are totally against who they are, mm-hmm. and, or or they're totally against who you are, or they're mm-hmm. stunting your growth, mm-hmm. then it's like be friends for, for what? what? Talk right. for what? Mm-hmm. But if if you just know like the person is not for me, like this where this person is and where I'm at is two different places. We're in two different places in our life. We like two different things. Mm-hmm. Then you know I don't have to be shitty to the person. Like oh you know the, the person's a good person, just not for, for me. you, right? Yeah, you know it depends on what the situation is between you and your ex partner. Mm-hmm. You know because you might want to be friends with your ex partner and they might feel like they don't want to be friends. <laughs> they might feel like you the person that was shitty, so right. fuck you and you know right. have a nice life. Mm-hmm. You know so it all depends. Yeah, I don't know. I think being friends with your ex is very tricky because mm. y'all had this certain type of relationship and mm. for a lot of people it's very hard to sever that tie. So even mm. while you'll mask it as just being friends, mm-hmm. right? Things can get very inappropriate. Yeah. And then you fall back into those same old you know Habits. Habits, yeah. And that's what kind of makes it tricky because then what happens when you move on and then you're in a new relationship and now you stuck with this inappropriate relationship with your ex? Do you say, well, you the new girl, so you can't tell me that I can't fuck my ex every now and again? That's uh-huh. what we do. Like, uh-huh. like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. I think being, I think being cordial with your ex is okay. I don't think there ever has to be a reason why y'all like, I mean, unless it was real bad. Yeah. You know, why y'all hate each other. But Uh you can say hello and goodbye. I don't really think that y'all really have much to text about. Like, I don't really think that they're like, but that's just my, and I'm speaking about just people in general. Like, I just don't really see what, you know, two exes would have too much to talk about. Because if y'all was that much friends, then why y'all couldn't work it out in a relationship, in my opinion. So it's just like, why, eh. But then, but think about it, okay, you couldn't work about you couldn't work with them in a relationship for certain things. Maybe you were shitty with finances, mm-hmm. or maybe that person was shitty with finances. Mm-hmm. Well, now your finances is separate. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have that problem with them. You, mm-hmm. know, you removed yourself, or maybe that person, uh, when y'all got into arguments, like to beat on you, mm-hmm. right? Ain't too much. To, y'all not living in the same house. Ain't too much to argue about, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know where you have to be in the same space like that to be all 
aggressive with each other. So it's like I'm separated. So we can we can have this conversation over the phone or in text and uh, via text and but conversation that be that. for what? Whatever it's about, whatever, whatever, whatever the reason is, you know, that you guys are speaking. Unless there's kids saying. involved, we don't have nothing to talk about. That's yeah. just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, it, especially if somebody that put the, was putting their hands on me, what but, the fuck do we got to talk about? Except but, if it ain't for the, if it ain't the kid. Well, then it goes what you're saying about uh, your family. If the mm-hmm. if, if his family is like your family, mm-hmm. and and you are you're in that space or mm-hmm. something's going on, then there's things to talk about. If his if yeah, if his aunt is dying, you know, and you heard from one of his brothers, his aunt is dying, and uh-huh. or you know, or yo, I just want to let you know, mm-hmm. such and such is going on with mm-hmm. with my grandmother. Mm-hmm. That's something to talk about. It has nothing to do with the relationship. Eh, I mean, still, and I mean that that is actually like a very but that's a case specific type of thing. I was about not, to say that's not. like a very that is case specific, and it it, it actually is very true to. Um, my daughter's father's family and I, mm-hmm. because not only did, like, I didn't just meet him in eighth grade. We grew up together. So I've known him since kindergarten. So uh-huh. we're from the same block. Like, I know his entire family. Mm-hmm. So I do still have a relationship with certain members of um, his family that I'll probably always have. But, it like, me and him literally only speak when it comes to our kid like we have nothing else to talk about if something was going on with one of his family members his family member would tell me mm. like there's no real need for him to reach yeah. out to me to say anything mm. you know except if we're speaking about um our kid so that and then i guess that brings us to then what happens now if you have a child with your ex how does co-parenting work exactly without becoming Oh, because that also can become inappropriate because I know plenty of people who like use the kid as, uh, I guess like a scapegoat or like reasons to be inappropriate now because y'all quote unquote have to talk all the time for the sake of the kid. Mm. Um, co-parenting, I think the best way to co-parent to me is to make sure that the child would have everything that they would have if you guys were together. So, you know, if, if if you were together with the person and y'all would be going to karate lessons or y'all would be going to swimming and stuff like that, or they would be going to these type of events, I think that, you know, the child shouldn't be denied that because... Together, you, know, you saying, or just to go? Well, to go, whether it be together or not, I think just the child shouldn't be denied those type of things because the, the parents aren't together. You know, it shouldn't be um, like birthdays got to be separate you know, because that would have an effect on the child. So I think anything that to, to to lessen the impact of having, to lessen the impact on the child, I think is best. Hmm. I mean, I, I I guess I don't know. I <laughs> I hmm. I'm trying to think. I don't know when is the last time we did something. And I mean, that may have an effect on Rochelle though. So I really don't know. But I know I'm. Eh. I'm not like what you just take care of her when you have her and I'll take care of her when I have her. I'm not really, but I mean, that's just me. And maybe I'm, maybe I have it wrong. I'm not saying that my way is correct, but, um, you know, they do things with Rochelle on their time. I do things with her on my time. And that's just kind of how we've grown to have it go. Because for a while we didn't even speak in regards to her. Mm. I would tell his sister or his mother and we, them and I would you know, like converse on how to get X, Y, and Z done for mm-hmm. the kids. So I don't know. I mean, 
I think of I think of it like in general, like especially being that I have sons. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be the guy always saying, you know, your mother's a fucking bum and mm-hmm. your mother's this and your mother's disrespectful and mm-hmm. you know, because this is gonna be somebody's boyfriend, mm-hmm. husband, and, you know, God willing, in the future. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to raise them to be as respectful as they can to women. Period. Mm-hmm. And. I know that the relationship they have with their mother is going to have a huge effect on them mm-hmm. because of my relationship with my mother. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure that they um, that they see or that they respect, you know, that they're respecting her and that mm-hmm. they see that that I respect her, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't want them to grow up angry, mm-hmm. you know. So I want them to have the self confidence, the self esteem, the self respect. You know, for themselves, and mm-hmm. also to have respect for women, mm-hmm. to you know, to treat them like human beings, mm-hmm. and I think that to do that, they have to see some type of interaction. Of course, they see me, and they see how me and you interact with each other, and they mm-hmm. see how I treat you. But it's also they always going to love their mother. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm very careful of what I say to them. I'm very careful of what I do with them. I'm very mm-hmm. careful of how I speak to her mm-hmm. when I'm around them mm-hmm. because I know that they're watching and mm-hmm. I know that they're absorbing everything that, you know, is going on. Mm-hmm. So even if I'm upset with her or something is going on, at, at, you know, I'm she put me on child support and I'm pissed off because mm-hmm. I take care of my kids and mm-hmm. Zaya, I'm picking Zaya from school and he's saying, you know, my mommy... My mommy's taking me to Chuck E. Cheese or my mommy's doing that, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I want to be like, I don't really like your mother right now. Mm-hmm. She's doing some bullshit to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know. instead I'm saying, oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a good mom. Right. You know, your mom is taking you to Chuck E. Cheese. That's excellent. That's awesome. Uh-huh. You know, because regardless of, I want to keep my personal feelings out of it. Out of it. That's because true. Because I have that's to true. think about the overall picture. Now, when they get older, I can speak about you know, we can talk about women in general. Right. You know, we can talk about women in general. And when they ask me about me and her, uh-huh. you know, regardless of the things that I felt like she did wrong, I always tell them about me. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'll say what I did wrong, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, you know, Dad, whatever happened? Why you and Mom didn't work out? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, what happened there? I'll say, you know, son, you know, I was at I was at a different place in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't as good as I am now. Mm-hmm. You know, these are the things that I did wrong. These are the things that I could have did better. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll use it as a lesson instead of saying, well, your mother was this and your mother was that. Right. And I couldn't deal with her. You know, uh-huh. I don't never want to be that guy. That guy, you right. Know? And that's like a part of man shit too. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, my dad and my grandparent, my grandfather, like they raised me to be like a man. Mm-hmm. So like certain shit is just like unacceptable to me. You know, mm-hmm. even that's why it was kind of like stressful to, to, mm-hmm. for this episode because I wanted to make sure that I, I talked about what I did right. you know, or what like my part to play was in it because they used to, they, you know, they're very big on not being, like Dane would say, a chatty patty. Right. <laughs> you know, right. not talking about somebody that's not there to defend themselves. Defend themselves, you know, right. At the time. So, uh-huh. You know, that's that's just a part of being a man. Like, I'm not going to sit and badmouth somebody that's not in the room mm-hmm. because all the person I'm talking to is only getting my opinion. And more than most likely, they never going to go to that person and get their side of it, you right. know. So 
all they have to go on is what I say. Right. And I think if you only go off of what one person say, you got half the story. Mm-hmm. And you you uh, you are formulating a full opinion on mm-hmm. half a story. Mm-hmm. And I never want that. And I don't want my children to formulate an opinion on their mother based off of my perception of what happened of what went wrong. Mm-hmm. I'd rather them form an opinion on what I say I did. Right. Or, you know, or what I didn't do, mm-hmm. you know, versus what I feel like she did or didn't right. do. Right, right. So now, do you feel like because Rochelle is a girl mm-hmm. that th- that our approach of like him and I just strictly based like strictly speaking, um, you know, when it comes to that, that's like wrong that we don't like interact more or like what I don't know. What do you think about that? Like, is that that is that bad? Because I don't know, you know, I clearly don't have all the answers. I'm sure that, and, you know, in some situations I'm childish. I'm, you know, like, I'm sure that I do things wrong. So mm. I don't know. What is your opinion on that? Is it, is it that like a bad thing because, because she's a girl? Um, I don't know. I feel like because of what, I, how I was raised and how I want my children to be raised, I feel, I feel differently. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I, you, only you know the extent of what went on mm-hmm. in that relationship. Mm-hmm. You know? And even if, even the things you tell me, like I just said, is mm-hmm. only your perception. My perception, right. You know, so I can't base, I can't form a full opinion mm-hmm. on half a story. You get right. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I can't really, I can't answer that. I feel like if you go with what's good in your heart, mm-hmm. you know, then... That's all you can do. Right. It's, it's very difficult, to, you know, for me to say, you know, well, yes, that is wrong. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, I feel like what I, I know what I want to do for my sons. I know mm-hmm. what I want to do for my children. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I and and that might be wrong. You know, right. But that's how I feel. Right. You did what, you did what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I feel like you're doing your best. And. And if I didn't feel that way, you know I'd be the first to tell to you. Tell me, yeah. Because I don't play when it comes to kids. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, especially like what I went through in my childhood. I don't play. I want to make sure that, you know, everybody's getting, you know, the best that they can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I I think I appreciate you um, for that as always. And what? Um, but we just got like real type dog. Like, yeah, yeah, that got like we're, very, ugh, that very got, like, different from the first episode. <laughs> from the first episode, but I mean, we it's necessary. Even, it's yeah. necessary because it's things that people go through, you know, yeah. every day in their relationship. You know, it's it's rare you find if you find someone that doesn't have children already, or and, you yeah, know, depend on your age and shit like that. <laughs> you sure? Because now older, they, the older you get, they're like, oh shit, he's like, yeah, I got seven kids. Yeah, right. It like definitely, relationships. <laughs> right. it like definitely like lessens your chances of having someone that. I mean, not to say that they're not out there, but yeah. it definitely like lessens your. Word. I mean, your, even look on like if you look on like oh, that's this a perfect time to segue into re- reality. Reality. I want to say like. Right, you look um, what's what's homie homie name? Um, Who Peter Gunn? Yeah, like that he situation. Has ten that you, children. That situation that you was telling me about. But you know what? He's not the only person. Is is multiple people like that in the industry and in music that that's have, going back and forth for no, baby? No, that have like a million kids. Oh, like, oh I thought oh. I was doing something with five, <laughs> uh-huh. and people was out here with thirteen and fourteen <laughs> kids. Yeah, like, yeah, no, but our. I mean, if like you like your theory always says, as long as you can take care of them. Yeah, that's a fact. Then, so um, that kind of is like a perfect segue into our um, reality discussion for mm-hmm. this week. Um, Television, T, TV, yeah, TVT. <laughs> um, so, all right, 
um, I'm not, uh, we're all pretty well diversed on love and hip hop, right? Again, I told like I told you guys last Except week, Mustafa <laughs> doesn't watch, right? So I'm gonna give like a brief little rundown. So Peter Guns has. Uh, he just had a, his last child with Amina, which that's his 10th kid, right? But him and Tara have two older sons. He left Tara to be with um, Amina. He married Amina. He was never married to Tara. She was just his girlfriend. They had uh-huh. two children. He left her or was cheating on her or something like that and then married Amina, right? Uh-huh. And then got her pregnant. She had a baby was cheating on Amina back with Tara, got her pregnant. She had her third kid. Mm-hmm. Then was still mess, still obviously sleeping with the lady that he's married to, Amina, and she had another child. So basically he was like, Swip, like Are you sure? swap it. I, I'm confused. I'm already confused. No, literally. <laughs> okay, okay. I get what you said. So, so yeah, it's a lot. So uh-huh. he was just basically like going back and forth. Yeah. Like, got you pregnant. Now I'm gonna get you pregnant. Then I got you pregnant again, uh-huh. and I'm gonna get you pregnant again. Uh-huh. Basically, so that I guess basically so, so one doesn't have an up on the other one. Basically, uh-huh. so they both have two small children from this man right now. Mm-hmm. So my question to you is. Is anybody like dumb in this situation? Like, who's the most wrong? Is it him? Because why are you like going back and forth between like this woman these way? And I guess that kind of goes into the friends with the ex type thing. Because if you decided you didn't want to be with Tara and you were going to be with Amina and you married her, why are you now going back with? Tara and to, and to even get her pregnant again, uh-huh. and she used to love to say on the show, "Well, Peter, he comes over, it's for the kids, and mm-hmm. he's it's for the kids." And that goes to what I'm saying. They people use that co-parenting oh, shit. I remember seeing that meme. Everybody was like, yeah, it's for the kids." It's, it's for yeah, the kids. I, I like remember seeing that. Yeah, uh-huh. people like to use that shit as like to say, you know, I even see girls saying like, "You think when he come over here, he mm-hmm. just be such and such and such with the sons," and uh-huh. so that makes that makes it very tricky. So that's why it's like all that being friendly and all that. I, I don't know if I'm okay with that, you know, especially given looking at these situations. So the the question you ask is, who's is anybody dumb? Oh, oh yeah, and who's wrong in this? Oh, and who's wrong? Um, I, I don't know. The, the reason why I say that is because all three of them, they're all three adults. Mm-hmm. You know, they all three are making a choice to sleep with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, Amina is making a choice to sleep with Peter. Tara's making a choice to sleep with Peter. Peter's making a choice to sleep with both of them. They, mm-hmm. They're having they're having these children. It's, nothing is by accident. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I wouldn't say that they're wrong because they know exactly what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's wrong if they feel like they're hurting each other. I mm-hmm. guess like you know, if somebody gotta like have that the respect that we was talking about. Mm-hmm. If Amina doesn't, if Amina doesn't like it then that's when she got to say, you know, I'm not okay with this. Mm-hmm. If, if Peter doesn't like it, if Peter has to say, like, damn, I'm, I'm not okay. Well, clearly with, he like it. But <laughs> I'm not okay with this. You know, mm-hmm. I got to I gotta do something better. If, well, in the last Tara, episode, he I mean, decided he wants to be with Tara now. <laughs> okay. That's not the one he just had the last baby with. All right. Well, so, that's a start. That's something, you know. <laughs> Oh that's my a start. god! You like, shouldn't want to be with neither one of them. He should want to move the fuck on and have a whole new somebody who cannot have children. That's that my- man' life, though. That's that's his life. If he want to be with Tara, if, if that's a decision that he made, then he got to stick with that. And then Amina gotta gotta hold him to it too. Amina gotta <sighs> be the one to say you made your decision, brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, let me tell you why mm-hmm. why I think that 
that they're all three wrong mm. because you're bringing children into this. Yeah, that's very true. If you just messing with this man and that's what you want to do, that's what your heart is telling you to do, again, I can't knock, you know, your feelings and what care you... This is my thing. So you on national television arguing with somebody about shorting you, even though the guy was wrong about, like, his money. Like, I don't really know what Peter Gunn's financial situation is like, but mm. to my knowledge, he's a has-been. Like, he don't have it like that. And then... Know. Mm-hmm. Well, right. We never know. But and then this is that's this man's 10th child. OK, so there's other children that's not even on the show or even uh-huh. brought around. Is he taking care of them? Well, like, just because they're not on TV don't mean. Not no, I don't. I'm not saying that that because they're not on TV that he's not taking care see, of them. Look, ladies and gentlemen, this is what I mean by formulating opinion. Well, <laughs> I mean, yes. Yes, I am uh, formulating opinion. And my opinion but, is that yeah. they should not keep bringing these children uh-huh. into these broken relationships. Uh-huh. If you're with somebody and you have a child and it doesn't work out, if you with somebody and you have two children and it doesn't work out, that's fine. Uh-huh. You are openly sleeping with somebody who's married to somebody else. So you're going to uh-huh. bring this baby into the situation knowing you're not going to be with the man. That's wrong to me. Uh-huh. Because why are you bringing, this, bringing these children into these mm-hmm. broken situations? Now, if you are of the mindset, well, I don't need him. I'm going to take care of my kids and I'm going to do, you know, X, Y, and Z, you know, with my kid, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I also think that that's wrong. However, it's fixable because you can, you're saying, well, with or without him, I'm going to blah, 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 blah. Like, y'all love this man. That's why y'all keep sleeping with him. And this sleeping with him unprotected mm. to get pregnant. Like, y'all not, people don't care about STD. Like, that's not, they don't care about that. I'm pretty sure they, I'm sure that they do. But again, if you're saying like this man's married to a person or he's in a relation, like he's had relations with this other person i'm pretty sure they're all all set they know each other's uh medical background Listen, you know it's not like it's 17 other people you know it's, it's those three people i'm not saying that i'm not saying it's right it's not it's not for me it, mm-hmm. that's their life mm-hmm. you know they're gonna figure they gotta figure it out how they figure it out mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying but that is that is is kind of crazy. I was confused even when you was even talking about. It. I'm like, wait, who got what? 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 That's why. Yeah, like, it should get too confusing. That's why I don't even watch it because I I'm I don't have time to keep up with the stories. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And like, I mean, and really none of my business. I don't really care. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, like it's not interested to me. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, too much. But it is to a lot of people. They get those checks, so mm-hmm. you know. That's what works for them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I guess we can. That can lead into your man talk for the week. Oh yes, man talk. Um, so um, I just want to. I want to continue on the conversation, um, fellas, about what I was talking about earlier, as far as um, you know, growing, you know, realizing what you did wrong in a relationship versus blaming your baby mother, blaming your ex wife, blaming your girlfriend, or whatever taking responsibility for, you know, the shit that you did wrong, owning up to it and moving forward better. You're never going to be, you're never going to get better if you're blaming another person because you can't control that other person. You can't control what they do, what they did, what they're going to do. The only person that you can control is yourself. So, you know, take accountability. Be very self-aware of what's going on, who you are, your pitfalls, and, you know, when when you're in those relationships and they, people are telling you about yourself, don't get so defensive. You know, I know we make every excuse for ourselves. Well, you know, you don't know what it's like being a black man and you don't know all the pressure I have and this, that, and the third. Um, you don't know what I went through as a kid. You expect 
these outside people, like your, your partner, to be the be-all, end-all, and to wave a magic wand over your life and make it better. But that's not what they're there for. You, they're not there to do that. You know, you, you're supposed to do that. That's a part of being a man. Like, that's why I say this is like man talk. You're supposed to be the one to to want to make yourself better and not leave it up to anybody else or depend on anybody else to do it for you. You know, and especially if you're having children, you want to show your children the same thing. You know, I can do this. I'm I'm responsible for myself. I take control of myself. You don't never want to blame anybody else, you know, because you can't control anybody else. So um, this this week, I want you guys, this upcoming week, I want you guys to really sit back and think about, you know, what what the fuck am I doing right now? And what can I be doing better? Don't blame your partner. Don't blame your parents. You know, don't blame your boss. What, you know, what can I do to be the best that I can? And don't make excuses for yourself. Yeah. Well, I like that. I think that that's, that's a good, um, a, a good tip and, you know, things yeah. that it can, it can help. Um, hopefully you guys are listening yeah. Um, and you know, these things can like help you grow in the best way, um, possible. And if you don't agree, you know, hit us up. If you mm-hmm. feel like it is somebody's fault, it is my dad's <laughs> fault, it is my mom's fault. Fuck you talk about. You don't mm-hmm. know my life. You could, you can <laughs> send mm-hmm. me a DM and let me know. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't mind. I respond, you know, I respond, you know, to you and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, a- any questions about anything that we speak about, definitely yes. hit us up on the social media and yes. let us know what you think, how you felt the this episode was. You want to hear more or you want to hear something different. You want us to elaborate on anything. You felt like we skipped out or we missed a portion. Mm-hmm. Please let us know. We would definitely, we know we love all the feedback. Um, and, you know, we look forward to hearing from y'all. Yes, very true. We definitely do. So um, this pretty much wraps up episode two. Again, like um, Mustafa said, I hope you guys enjoyed it. And please make sure that you give feedback. Um, Don't hesitate to DM him or I on our Instagram. My Mm -hmm. Instagram is Iconic Ash, E-Y-E-C-O-N-I-C-A-S-H on Instagram. And mine is Vietnam Con, V-I-E-T-N-A-M-K-H-A-N. Um, so DM me, let me know what you think. Um, fellas, yeah, don't don't hesitate. Let me know like what y'all want to talk about for mm-hmm. me and talk. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, like I said, anything you disagree with, let me know. We definitely, we definitely take all that into consideration. Yes, for sure, for sure. But thank you guys so much again for listening, and we cannot wait to uh, come back for episode three and you know talk more about the things that you guys would love to hear about from us but thank you so much for listening and you guys have a great 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 week